Hey, hey, remarkable people. This is Tracy Robbins, and you are listening to Thy Neighbor Podcast. This podcast is designed to inspire you to expand your community, to connect more often with those who are in your path, and of course, to love thy neighbor as thyself. You will hear from individuals in my day-to-day life who are crushing it and making the world a more lovely place to inhabit. Have a listen. Seidel Schultz is currently living in Cottonwood Heights, Utah. She has three kids and one husband, not two. She uses music to help women hear and express their souls. She loves singing, listening to music, hiking, reading, and playing with her family. Go follow her on Instagram. She is so entertaining and inspiring. Check her out at singyoursoulgirl with a underscore between each word. Seidel, if you could create a holiday, what would it be? It would obviously have to have something to do with music, right? Like a celebrating the music. I could just see, I see the party of the holiday with little music. What are those confettis? Like little music confettis and balloons with music. And everybody's listening to music and everybody's talking about music and just like sharing it and celebrating music. That would be my holiday that's amazing and what is a family tradition that you're a big fan of oh my gosh okay so we started this a few years ago when my daughter um she was seeing a therapist for her her anxiety um and it was my husband's birthday and the therapist gave us this fabulous idea and we have done it ever since and is the one thing that each member of my family looks forward to. So on their birthday, we make them a poster and it is all, it has lists of reasons why we love that person. So it is one thing for every year that they are. So for my husband and I, that's a few things. And then every year, then we get to make a new list the next year and we get to Uh, you know, for my son, he was 18 last year, this year he was 19. So we made a list of 19 reasons. And the second year that we did it, my husband actually took his poster and he held it up to the first poster that he had gotten. And he compared them to see how many things were the same and how many things were different. And it was incredible because there were, it was less than half. It was probably like a quarter of the things were the same. If that, even if that, and with my kids, because they're, well, right now they're 12, 18, and 19. The lists are very rarely the same. And we've been doing this for, um, I don't know, I think three years now. And it is just so much fun. And then we hang that poster in their room. So they get to look at it every day. So mine is, because I'm 41, mine says 41 reasons we love mom. And I get to see the why my family loves is my favorite thing. And, the, and that's to me, that's what birthdays are all about. It's an opportunity for us to tell the people in our lives why we love them. And that is so my philosophy. Every time people just say happy birthday, I'm like, no, tell me why I'm awesome. <laughs> like, I just love when people do, like when they take the time to actually think about like, this is why I appreciate you this is your day. Let me tell you why I'm glad you're here on earth. So yes, super grateful for that idea. That's so beautiful. 
I bet somebody who listens to this is now going to do that. It's going to be amazing. I hope so. I hope so because it is so much fun. And it really like my kids, you know, we get, you get gifts, you give gifts on your birthday. And I know I look forward to it. The, that's the thing I look forward to the most seeing what they wrote on my poster. And that's what I look forward to giving them the most is their poster. And I know that they've made comments like, well, when are we going to do so-and-so's poster? Like, that is the thing that they comment is giving the other person the poster. I love it so much. Where do you come from? And tell us your story. How <laughs> did you how did you discover your love for music? I, I, I imagine you were born with it, but like tell us about that. Yeah. So I hailed from hail from North Dakota. I was born. I feel like no one is born in North Dakota. It's like rare to find someone. My daughter's fifth grade teacher. Okay, so he she he was my son's fifth grade teacher years before because they're like seven years apart, right? Um, he was his teacher, but it wasn't until my daughter took him several years later that I found out that he's from North Dakota and his son was born in the same hospital I was. And I was like, I've never run into anybody from North Dakota let alone being born in North Dakota and living in the same city because it's so small out there. Anyway, it was hilarious. So I'm from North Dakota and my name is from Fiddler on the Roof, which is a musical and it's so fabulous. Title, title, have I got a match for you? She was the oldest daughter in a Jewish family um, who married a tailor with a big nose. And of course because she, I'm her namesake. I thought for sure I was going to marry a man with a big nose and be poor for my entire life because that was her story. <laughs> it's funny what kids think. That's where I got my name, which is so perfect. It really fits me. And it's so unique. Um, they changed the spelling. So there's like nobody with my name spelled the way it's spelled. There is a company. So if you look up sidle.com, it's a it's a tech company. You I did. found it. I found it because I was searching. <laughs> I was like, issue references in one of your Instagram stories that you it comes from a musical or something. And I was like, oh, it comes from Fiddler on the Fiddler on the Roof. So then I looked up and I was like, I don't see Seidel. But it's because I wasn't looking for the right spelling. Now I know. <laughs> yeah, they the way they spell it in the musical is T-Z-E-I-T-E-L, which is like that's why okay. I couldn't find it. Cause I was like, yeah, that? yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, thankfully they changed the spelling because people already struggle to spell it. Right. Can you imagine like it would just be horrendous with a TZ anyway. And I think it's so much prettier. It's, I think the way it's the, the way my parents spell it is so beautiful. So, so it's like unique, which what I do with my life is so like in my business is so unique. So, so unique. And so it just like, my name just totally defines me. Um, let's see. Okay. So getting into music. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember not having music in my life. Both of my parents are obviously musical. My dad was the one that just fell in love with the name. My mom, my mom's mom played the organ and the piano taught all of her kids how to play the piano. So both sides and my dad participated in the musical Oklahoma in our little town in Minnesota. 
So it just like runs in my blood. And I was talking to my aunt, this is a while ago. And I was like, did I like sing when I was little? Because I don't remember. And she was like, are you kidding? From the time you could talk, you would sing, like just sing the most random things, just sitting there playing with my toys. I'd like sing to my toys. Um, so that was fun. And then uh, my mom started teaching me piano, of course, when I was eight. And I was, I'm the oldest of six kids and I, she just, you know, had a lot going on with six kids and I could not get the lessons fast enough. So after two months, I just took off and I started teaching myself. And if I had questions, I'd go to her and ask her. And I remember so many times as a teen, just pouring my soul out at the piano and just playing the music and like feeling any, I'm sure the entire house knew if I was frustrated because those keys, like they felt, you know, and I would play songs that were about the intensity of the emotion that I was feeling and just like moving it. So it has just been a part of me for generations, I think. So what does it mean that you can help women hear and express their souls through music? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I think that's got to be like my business sound. If a business has a sound, <laughs> that is my business sound. Okay, what do I do? So with that, what does that mean? It means so many incredible things. So music has messages, right? Like you wake up sometimes and you hear a song in your head as you're waking up. It's because that song has a message for your soul. Like either it's a message from your heart to you. It's a message from God to you, you know? And so, um, one of, one of my favorite things I have, you know, that song, a few of my favorite things from sound of music. And then she goes on to list like a ton of stuff. That's how I feel. Cause I talk about things. I'm like, this is one of my favorite things. And then I'm like, wait, but I have another favorite thing. So one of my favorite things to do in business is to do these song translations. So people will have a song come to them and they will feel like it just sticks with them. It's over and over. You know how you're, you know what I'm saying? Where like, you've got a song stuck in your head or every time you get in the car, a song comes on the radio. Like every time you get in the car, it's on or it's, it's just there and, or you, you hear it and you just connect with it so deeply and you don't know what it is. I do. So people will come to me, they will bring me their songs and I will receive the message of the song for them. And so I will sit down with the song and I will type it all up and then I will email them the meaning of, that this song holds for them. So then when they hear the song, they can remember back on that meaning. So that is one of the ways that I help women to hear their soul, right? So then, then they can express it better. Cause if we can't hear it, it is so much more difficult for us to express it. So that's one way. Another way is I sing to people, <laughs> intuitively sing to them, whatever sound feels good. Um, or yes, feels cause it's super from my heart. So we'll, we'll take a deep breath in a session. We'll take a deep breath. We'll close our eyes. We'll both close our eyes. And then I will sing to them and they will focus on what that sound feels like or what images are coming to their mind as they are listening to the sound. 
And that gives us a key. So what I'm doing in that moment is I'm singing their heart or I'm singing their mind or I'm singing their soul or I'm singing their body, whatever it is. And then in that space, it helps give them ideas or visions or feelings of what it is that we are specifically focusing on. Does that make sense? That's the closest thing I can compare it to is that I was in a foot zone once and she invited me to like express my emotion through a sound. And I was like, I will not do that. I will not do it. I refused. I was like, whatever, this is so uncomfortable. I'm not doing that. But I finally coaxed out a sound and it was an unexpected high. It was higher than I expected the sound was. And it allowed me to cry. It was an unusually powerful experience. And she was really, at the time, and I know she's still doing this, but she's using sound therapy to help people process their emotions. So I'm assuming that's similar. Yes, it's very similar because, you know, sound is a vibration and, and it's vibration is just the, where the energy is resonating at, right? And so when we create that with our body, the sound is literally coming from our body and, and it brings our body into that alignment. A lot of people are uncomfortable doing it themselves. <laughs> you know, you experience, I love that fit zoner, whoever that lady is, she is fantabulous. Jennifer Fiegelson, count, like shout out to you. I love you, Jennifer. You're the best to have you do that is just so incredible. So yes. And that is the other thing that I'll have people do is in sessions. Like, so there's a couple of different kinds of sessions, but one of the sessions that I will have people do is I will have them sing. I will have them sing intuitively for me. And then I will be able to hear the blocks that are going on inside of them. Like what is out of alignment and holding them back from expressing what they're really wanting to express, whether that's through singing, whether that's through speaking, whether that's through doing something in specific, we're able to hear those things that are out of alignment. And then we adjust that and their sound changes and their actions change and their words change. So it's like mind blown. So wait, how did you discover you could do that? <laughs> okay, it's a funny story. I had started getting into holistic healing and understanding energy and beliefs and mindset and like all these things, right? So I had been into it for I think like six months or something like that. And this neighbor in my area came to me and said, Will you teach my daughter voice lessons? And I thought, absolutely not. But before I could respond, <laughs> before I could respond, she's like, I had a three, my daughter was three at the time. She's like, I have an in-home daycare and I was thinking that maybe we could trade. I'll watch your daughter twice a week for two hours at a time. And you can give my daughter a voice lesson. And I was like, sold, I'll do it. What, what else can you say? Like, I will take the time. I will take the for time. Sure. Right. So, so we started doing this and I started teaching her daughter and I was like, Oh my gosh, I really actually love this. And it makes so much sense to me. So a few other people started coming. She was sending her friends to me and um, I'm like not marketing this at all. Right. Because I said no in my head. So I'm starting to do this. I'm starting to find joy in it. And God tells me, I need you to start telling people that you can hear things when they sing. And I was like, so wait, 
you're asking me to lie to people? Because I didn't think that that was what you were all about. (laughs) He was like, like, no, I need just trust me. And like, just let's just experiment with this. I'm like, all right. Okay. So I'd be talking to somebody. I'm like, yeah. So I can hear things when people saying like beliefs and emotions and, and all this stuff. And they're like, that is so cool that you can do that. And I'm thinking that would be so cool if I could do that. (laughs) Really? And then I have this lady who's like, all right, can you give me some voice lessons? This woman. And I, I love her so much and we're good friends. And so I felt really, really comfortable with her. Right. And like comfortable being me with her. So she comes over to my house and she's standing there and we're talking about breathing and how she's struggling to get a good breath in and how like breathing to sing good breath, but also outside of singing, how it's an issue. And I had her start doing some warm ups, and I was like, oh, I can hear things when you sing. <laughs> so- I was able to understand through the sounds that she made in warmups why she was having a difficult time breathing and what was happening as she was taking that deep breath in, like emotionally and spiritually what was happening as she breathed in. We adjusted that, we addressed it, we realigned it, and then it was easy. Breathing was easy and it was fun. And I was like, okay. I can hear things when people sing. (laughs) Wow. Are people doing this who are voice teachers and they don't know they're doing it? I think so. I have thought a lot about that because um, I took voice lessons legit for, for a few months and we would talk about things. And I know the other voice teachers will talk about how not everyone, not all the voice teachers, some are super technique. And, and I took from another lady, one lesson from her. Um, she's in my ward and she was like, Hey, and I said, can you give me a tip? And so she spent an hour with me and gave me a tip. Um, and she was super technique. And so she wasn't sure how to explain to me why I was singing you wrong, the word you. And how to get me to sing it right. Because I do it right once and then I do it wrong 10 times. And so she didn't quite get it. But I do think that the heart-centered voice coaches out there are really, they get it. And they understand and they're like, okay, so you're in your higher range. And this is really vulnerable for you up here. And they'll kind of talk to them about it. And so they'll, they'll move it a little bit without really knowing what they're doing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I've had my friend teach me, do a voice lesson with me. And just based on how she taught me how to breathe and open my mouth, I was completely creating a different sound. And so in a way it feels like, whoa, this sounds coming out of me. Where did this sound even come from? And in a way it's an awakening to the fact that there is a sound in you that you've never heard before, but that's still there. I was going to ask you if you felt called to your work, but clearly you do. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to escape it a couple of times and got a no-go on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Could you tell us like what a session would look like or, or what that, if somebody comes to you, do they come with the intention of help me clear my emotions or do they come to get a voice lesson? Yeah. So yes. And yes. So it really is just depending on what the person needs, which I love so, so much. So a session with me 
if you have a song then and stuck in your head and I'm getting the message of the song, then all that is is you sending me the name of the song. And then I translate it and I email back to the person what um, that song, the, the message of the song, right? A one-on-one session with me is varied based on what the person is needing. Like I have a client right now, I'm working with her and she's just really doesn't speak very much. So there's no way I could ask her to sing. That just would be wrong on so many levels. We'll talk and then I will sing to her energy. And while while I'm singing, she will just focus on how her body is feeling, focus on images. And then that guides the entire session. And then I might sing again, but there is so much talking in that and really helping her get to the place where she's more comfortable with her voice. So I feel like that is the overarching theme of every session that happens is to help people get to a place where they can really sing their soul. But that doesn't necessarily mean singing. That means just living their soul and being happy and expressing, because that's what song is to me. It's just an expression of the soul when you can't help yourself but sing, you know? And so that is like the whole, the whole design because the way we speak, the cadence we use, that would be like our rhythm, right? How fast we're talking or how slow we're talking. That's our rhythm. And then our melody, we naturally create a melody when we're speaking. I can hear your personal melody when you're speaking. I know, right? So fun. So you can hear the messages behind your melody, even if you're just speaking to me. So people don't have to sing in order to do that. I can hear them speaking and hear that music that's in them and then realign that for the people that are looking for help with their voice, like singing, I can do that. So I have clients that have come to me because they want to sing better. They want to find their true singing voice. And then we focus on that. And what's cool is I'll have them sing a phrase. It'll bring up issues. I will have them focus on action steps that have nothing to do with singing. And then they come back the week later and their range is expanded. And they did not practice singing at all. What? Yep. Wow. All of us, I think at some point, we may feel detached from our free expression. On average, I would say the average person who's an adult is probably detached a bit from their honest expression. And so how would you inform us or my audience how to get closer to being true about their expression? I mean, we do have to use wisdom to some degree. Like we can't just like express everything in this world and feel safe. (laughs) I feel like because the world sometimes does not do well with that. We do have to be careful. There is a big, big difference between being vulnerable and being exposed. There is also a difference between sharing our heart and forcing our opinions on someone else. So those are really big. And so those are their own topics, right? Their their own like segments. But it takes us back in order to get to that space where we know the difference. Because you know what? I'll be totally honest. In arguments, especially with my spouse, it is really easy to not be heart-centered and to just (laughs) spew my opinions. (laughs) 
I don't know if you've experienced that. Oh, I have. I definitely have. And then I'm like, okay, so that didn't go very well. But both of those things, what they, what it comes back to is being aware of ourselves and of where we are at. And this is one of the ways that's easy. So I'm going to take this really big question and bring it down to like one small thing that people can do. And that's to be intentional with their music. If you notice that you're feeling off and you're feeling out of alignment or you're feeling something big, then go to music and find something that feels in alignment with where you're at. You know what I'm talking about, right? Because you can't listen to like, well, you're feeling really excited. You do not want to listen to a sad, slow song. It just kind of like nails on a chalkboard and rubs you wrong. Or if you're like, or angry music, if you're really happy, you don't want to listen to angry music. Or if you're like really, really sad, you're not going to listen to Happy by Pharrell. So you're not going to listen to that because it's so, it's like, this is where I am. This is where the song is. We've got to match the vibration that we're listening to. But what happens a lot of times, I have a playlist. All of my playlists are... (laughs) labeled by feeling or intention instead of by genre. So I don't list my playlist by genre. I have a playlist called my tender playlist. And it is, it is my playlist that has, I'm not sure. I think I've added some songs, so I can't remember. It's either the most songs on the playlist or the second most songs on my playlist. So it's one of the two or the top one or the the second one. Um, And it has got a range of different songs. And I have to say, there has not been a time where I have, I've put my earbuds in and I've pressed shuffle on that playlist and it hasn't gone to the exact song that I needed. And a lot of times I will go to my tender playlist. I'm feeling something I don't know what it is. I can't identify it. I will go to that list and then, and I'll hit shuffle and I'll start listening to some music and I'll be like, oh yeah. Okay. And then by the second song, I'm like, oh yeah, this is definitely what I'm feeling. I'm totally feeling this exact feeling. And then I'm all in the song. The song is saying exactly how I'm feeling and it's saying what I'm thinking. And now I'm very clear on what I'm feeling. And when we're very clear on what we're feeling, then we can be very clear in how we express it, even if it's just to ourselves. And especially with ourselves, we are the most important person that we can express with. Because if we express that with ourselves and we get comfortable with that, then we can start to express that with others and we create deeper connections and better communication. And it all started because I turned a playlist on And was able to identify how I feel and really connect with myself. That is such a fun idea. Can you share any other specific experiences that you've seen of women coming to you and and what it has done for them? I recently did a marriage package for this couple and it was, it was incredible. So they came to me. They had a marriage theme song. So a song that they've really both connected to. They were really struggling in their marriage. I translated this song 
And it had so many incredible messages for both of them. And it also laid out their program, what we would do working together, what they needed to work on and how they could get to a place where they were coming back together. So I'm going to use the S word and I mean sex. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So they were really struggling to connect through sex. And the wife was like, I really don't want it. I really don't like it. And by the time we ended our time together, she was like, so um, I had some thoughts about my husband and it turned me on. <laughs> I was like, yeah, baby, that's so awesome. It's amazing. Yes. And she was like, not in that space at all before. And they were having more sex. And it was connected and they were both feeling satisfied. And she just, she shared with me, we each have a real voice in our marriage now. She's sharing her heart with him and her life with him, which she wasn't doing before. And he's able to identify his emotions, which he was not before. And, and because he can identify his emotions, he can connect with her better and like just you know, all the things that go with that. And so now they're just communicating, they're dating and they're having sex, which right. I know it's not a lot, but that is so important in a marriage. Right. And to it is. go from not to having is like mind blowing. That's an amazing story. Yeah, That's it was, amazing. it was really incredible. And this is in like three months. It was three months. They went from, you know, I was, I asked him with your passion, where are you at? And he's describing it to me. And I said, so basically you have the match and it's sitting on the counter. And he was like, yeah, that's about where we're at. And by the end, end, they had this nice campfire that was lit and it was burning, you know, working their way towards a bonfire, which is just like, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right. That is so awesome. I love it. You know, the the only one other thing that comes to my mind is so I have this really fun thing that I do instead of pressing snooze. And I use it. And um a friend of mine told her daughter, um, she's like, you need to try this. Um, instead of pressing snooze, because her daughter was having a really hard time getting up. I don't know. If you've ever experienced like <laughs> you don't want to get out of bed. So she was having a really hard time getting up. So I shared this process with her and she texts me the next morning. Her goal was to get up at 5 a.m. And that is your I see your eyebrows. That is early. That is so, so early. So she she messaged me the next day. And she was like, I'm up and I feel great because <laughs> this works. And I was like, So it's just like, you know, she implemented using music in her life in a way that provided her to like literally move from the laying position to the active position. Which is an accomplishment right there. <laughs> So will you teach us what it is? What do you, what did you teach her? Yes. I have to tell you this little back part of it because it's so funny. 
I think in sharing this, I want people to know I'm so real. I'm a real person <laughs> with real issues and a whole lot of stubbornness sometimes, you know. I was really struggling to get up in the morning. And I'm I'm like talking, I'm pressing snooze for an hour sometimes because it's so was so hard to get up. So my alarm's going off at 5 30. I'm not getting out of bed till like 6 30. And I was like, all right, Heavenly Father, like, how do I get out of bed? And I heard use music. And I was like, all right, I'll do that someday. And I guess it was several months of hearing it before I actually implemented. So lest people think that this just came with ease for me, it did not come <laughs> for ease. I struggled with even like accepting the concept. So I was finally like, all right, I really can't do this anymore. I have got to get out of bed. So I I made this playlist. So instead of pressing snooze, um, when my alarm goes off, I shut my alarm off. And I have to say, I actually put my phone, I'm reaching over to like show you my, what I do. Um, I put my phone upside down on my nightstand. And then I put my headphones on top of my um, phone. Uh, That way, when I go to turn my alarm off, the first thing I'm actually grabbing is my headphones. And that has been a huge key in um, setting me up for success to use this, okay, to use this process. Because I had the process going and then it just was not going because, again, I'm like a real person. Um, that found something that worked and then decided not to use it anymore. Um, and so this had really helped me be consistent. I've been super consistent with it since then. So I, so I take my headphones, I put my headphones in after turning my alarm off, actually just like mute it on the sides, you know, put my headphones in, I shut the alarm up, I open my phone and an iPhone, once it knows your pattern, it like pops it up on your screen, right? So I put my headphones in and it's like, oh, oh, she's going to listen to something. Let's get the music ready for her. So then it pops up the music that I've listened to recently on my screen. So all I have to do is swipe through to my wake up playlist. And then I click my wake up playlist and I put my phone back on my nightstand, which is so easy. Then the very first two songs. So I have two songs on my playlists. The first two songs are slow songs. And for me, they are classical songs. So they don't have any lyrics. Um, and so it's, and they're slower. They're really gentle. You know, they're like relaxing music, right? Um, so it is allowing my body to really take its time to wake up. So sometimes those two songs on the playlist, because I will change these songs so that I don't get annoyed. They will range from like seven minutes, those two songs, seven minutes to 10 minutes. That's my snooze. That's what we would generally use for a one snooze, right? Is 10 minutes. So I will lay there on on my back and I will just take deep breaths and wake my body. My body's waking up. I'm starting to think about things. And then the third song comes on and the third and fourth songs are generally not always, but generally songs where I was like, there's no way I could stay in bed and listen to the song. Like I have to move my body, you know, but the important thing about songs number three and four for me are they are attached to my um, intention for the quarter and the intention for the month. 
And so I'm waking up, I'm getting like literally getting out of bed, two songs that remind me why I'm getting out of bed. And they're filling my heart with the feeling of my intention for the month and the quarter. They're filling my mind with the memory of what I'm doing, right? Because the words are reminding me. And it's filling my body with the the energy that I need to get out of bed, which is just like, hallelujah. Seriously, that's amazing. That's so beautiful. It's like, it's the best way. It is the best way to wake up. And I have found that even on the weekends, um, after I've gotten out of bed, I've been thinking, I kind of just want to listen to my wake up songs. <laughs> That's so happy. Wow. I want to try it. I want to try that. I... You know, um, and that's like, because I read this book, it was, and I can't remember, it was like a countdown book, five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. It's Mel Robbins, like, the five second rule. Yeah. The five second rule. Yeah. So I read that book. I tried it with getting out of bed and I go five, four, three, two, one. Okay. I'll do it again. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. I'm still in bed. And I realized with this, like it, it, it isn't a matter of forcing myself to get, get up because that's not what I really want to experience. What I want to experience is a gentle wake up. Mm-hmm. And this allows me to experience a gentle wake up. As I experience that gentle wake up, it's not like I could wants to start their day by forcing themselves to do something that they don't want to do. But, like that's to me, that seems like like the worst way. Now we've just started our day forcing ourselves to do something and everything else in the day, we already put enough pressure on ourselves to do stuff. We already do a lot of stuff during the day that we generally don't want to do. So this is a way that we can enjoy getting out of bed because we've got the songs to help us ease into that. And then we've got the the sound that reminds us why we're getting out of bed and fills us with the energy to, to do that. My daughter has used this before. Um, she's 12 and she created the playlist and I I told her do some classical music and she was like mom that's not going to work for me because that's what I use to go to sleep. So if I use classical music it is going to put me back to sleep. So she has found a couple of her songs in her playlist that have words it will wake her up but will wake her up slowly and then and this is on the days she doesn't use this very often you know she's she's a preteen it happens moms don't have the best ideas you know their daughters um so but I've noticed on the mornings that she does this she is so much happier and she's chatty all the way to school and she comes upstairs to have breakfast and she's just like, good morning. And like, da, 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 you know, and talking. And I'm like, and you listen to your music this morning. Wow. Do you notice that in yourself? Yes. Yes. Because I don't generally use the playlist on the weekends and I can tell a huge difference. And there are even times because I'm a real human, that I have not used it on the weekday. And I can tell a huge difference. It might not be like the entire day, but I can tell a big difference during my morning routine. 
if I don't get up and listen to my music, chances are I'm not going to do my morning routine. And that makes a big difference in how I feel for the rest of the day. Yeah. Setting yourself up for success. I assume because you love music so much that there's also movement happening in, happening in your home. So what are you doing to create movement? Oh my gosh. I really, I love this question so much. Um, what am I doing to create movement in my home? I'm being me. That's it. And that creates so much movement because it, it allows my kids to be them. And when I can be me, then I can allow my kids to be them in that moment. Not like, because we're not always, like you said, we're not always aligned with who we are all, all minutes of the day. Um, but this really allows me to be more patient with where they are at. And whenever we're patient with where we are at, then we are able to move through that thing even faster than before. And with my husband too, I'm able to allow him to be where he's at. And it has been really incredible to love music. Like, obviously it's part of who I am. It's my being right to love it. And so you would think that I'm like, okay, my kids all have to take piano lessons. Let's do voice lessons. Come, come sit at the piano with me and sing for me. Um, and none of that takes place, but all of them play instruments. And even my daughter came to me the other day and she's like, I think I want to start up piano again. And I was like, yes, that is what I've been waiting for. It's just, they connect with it. And my son, without me saying, Hey, this is how you should set up playlists came and said, uh, we were talking and he's like, yeah, all my playlists are based on emotion. And I was like, what? Like, uh, this is something we talked about specifically, or, you know, my daughter, I will walk around the neighborhood. My, my neighbors will be like, I just love seeing your daughter out here. She's just singing while she's walking around the neighborhood. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I'm in my, one of my other sons. He, he was in five band classes um, he played so many instruments, like piano for the jazz band that he taught himself, um, bassoon, clarinet, oboe, percussion, like all the percussion instruments, super fabulous on marimba. And it was like, it wasn't like I sat down and said, okay, listen, music is really important and it will change your life. So let's figure out what you're going to do with it. It was just being, you know, and then letting them be them. I mean, that's the power of having a gift in this area too, because I think maybe some, somebody is listening to this and being like, well, music is nice, but like, I'm not very good at, you know, music isn't my thing. And I'm like, well, that's fine. You don't have to have music be your thing, but what would you would, how would you advise somebody who's in that mindset to like, where they're like, I'm not going to, I can't sing to my kids. <laughs> Well, because I was going to say my husband and sometimes he'll like opera sing to me things and I can't stand it. <laughs> I cannot stand it. I'm like, stop, don't do it. And I know when like growing up, I, I used to always like my niece and nephew, if I sang to them, they'd like stop, stop, stop singing. Tracy. Oh, you know that's I mean? why. Yeah. And yeah. So, isn't that interesting? Cause I've seen kids get mad when the parent sings. Yep. 
I get mad when David sings to me when I feel like it's like, he has a beautiful voice. My husband has a beautiful voice. Nope, it has but, nothing to do with that. But it has, but it's like, why are you singing this to me right now? That when I saw that vocal coach for a little bit, she helped me see that I could sing operatically. And I didn't know that before. And so I was like practicing some songs like that. And I will sing like that sometimes. And my husband's just like, yeah, I really don't like it. Like it's just too, it's just too much, you know? Um, so you said a lot of things, which I won't, I won't address, but you said a lot of things that I understand that. And, um, kids will say that to their parents and they will like legit get really upset. And I'll be honest because I love honesty. They're real. I will sing to my kids and they will say the same thing. Or I'll sing a line from a song because it's stuck in my head and I need to get the message. And I'll sing that line a few times and my oldest will be like, okay, that's enough. And I've only sung it twice. Um, And this is what I say. One, don't take it personally. Because it's not you. And it's easier said than done. Um, but it's really like, it's so, so important to understand that what they're saying back to you isn't a reflection of your voice. And a lot of times we take it and absorb it as though it is a reflection of our voice, right? So because some kid is saying, don't sing, doesn't mean I have a horrible voice and I should never sing. That means there's not in a place to appreciate that at the moment. There's a time and a place for everything. That's not the time and the place, right? So my advice is to be in the music when it is good for you and it is good for the people around you to be in the music and to respect yourself in that way and to respect them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes sense too to me. I mean, yeah, it makes sense in the regards that there's definitely a place for different music is not always the thing. Right. And so that's right. But I think if you surround yourself with it more, it, it can really lift your mood. And I've experienced that. I've also seen it drop my mood. So music has a really powerful effect. And uh, so we want to use it to like yep. lift, make boring tasks way more fun with some music. Yes. Cleaning with music is so much better than cleaning without music. Amen. Um, and if everyone did express their identity, their true identity with music, what do you think the world would look like? <laughs> My life is a musical. <laughs> I was talking to a friend a few years ago and I'm like, how amazing would that be to just like have somebody break in, out into song and then have the people around them harmonizing. So I'm going to say something <laughs> that would be like, that's my dream. But um, this is this is this is what I think, though. I think a world where people are really in, in tune with the music inside of them doesn't necessarily have to look like music on the outside. So melody to me means that I know that I'm taking the lead and I'm allowing my voice to to really be heard. Um, harmony means that I am blending with the person that needs to be the melody right now. Does that make sense? I love that. So when my husband is needs to be the melody right now, then I, I can be his harmony and I can and harmony is so supportive. And it really just lifts 
up, right? It just lifts the melody. Love harmony so much. I know, I can tell. And so the harmony is just like, and I see that, Tracy. I see that so much in your podcast. Like, of course you love harmony. That's what your podcast is. It is supporting people to share these really incredible messages. So of course you love harmony, right? And that's just what it is. It is support. So from a, a world where people are expressing music to me, means it's a world where people are are singing their souls without necessarily having to sing. They're just living the, the music. They're living that vibration inside of them, what, wherever that is at. Because not all music is happy, you know. You can have that sad music and just allow it to be that expression. And there is harmony to that. And other people come in, you know, mourn with those that mourn. Um, that is harmony. And, and it is so beautiful. Wow. That was super insightful. What uh, invitation would you like to extend to my audience? Listen to music. <laughs> if you're having a hard time getting up in the morning, experiment with the wake up playlist. Try it out. Give it a few days. See how it goes. Um, but really, um, if that's not your thing, then totally cool. If you're, if you've got something that's working and you're getting out of bed, that's awesome. The other thing that I would say is be aware of what you're feeling and use the music that you have to create that support that you're needing in your life. So if you have a goal that you're working on, find a song or make a playlist that will support that goal and give you the feeling of what it'll be like when you've achieved that goal. So when you're in that space, like I'm at the gym, I'm not going to be listening to no Metallica. That is not in alignment with what I want to experience with my body. <laughs> so I'll be like upbeat and energetic and energizing music because that's in, in alignment. It helps me remember why I'm at the gym and what do I want to experience with my body. Mm-hmm. So, so just start using music intentionally as that would be my in whatever way is in alignment with you right now. Yeah, that's so interesting to hear because in the morning when I would go to the gym, I used to dislike, I could not stand the music. Like I was one who wanted to have the headphones in because I didn't want to hear so much like, why are we being so like, I like a gentle wake up. I like a, like I I just want to wake up slow. That's, I want to wake up slow. And so going and being jolted was just, it was contrary to what I wanted. So I guess listening to that as well is really important is being yes. when it's, when it actually supports you is critical. Yes. Yep. Cause it's and not it, all the time. Yeah. It's definitely not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely seen music like change an environment in an instant. And so it has such a powerful effect on where people may be feeling here. Like they can lift by being influenced by music. Like I've just seen that happen so many times in my life. So I do have a friend who wants to do a Christmas card concert, but is afraid that no one will come or like that they will not support her. And, but she wants to sing more and she has a beautiful voice. So what would you say to her and how would you consult her? Oh my gosh. I would say, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you. Just having the desire to do that and to get your voice out is so incredible. So congratulations on that. 
I love it. I fully support everything about that. The other thing, okay, of a few things. One of the things is to connect with the why. Why are you wanting to do this? What is the message that you're wanting to share as you put on this program, right? So what is your message behind the program? What do you want to experience as you do the program? And what do you want everyone else that's there listening to the music that you're providing? What do you want them to experience, right? So if we focus on what we're wanting to experience, it's a lot easier to achieve our goal and to put ourselves out there because we're connecting to that experience. The other thing is um, to celebrate every success that you have and to take all the the learnings that you get from the experience that you have and and chalk it up to data and learning. I did this. I did this thing. I put it on a Christmas concert and it was incredible. And I was terrible. When I got up to sing, there were a few singers. When I got up to sing, I was singing Oh Holy Night, which is one of my favorite Christmas songs. And it's got the high G in there. And I totally cracked on the high G because some things were happening in my personal life that were like literally taking my voice away. Right. Um, and <laughs> here I am a voice person, you know, musical intuitive. And this concert is going horribly. <laughs> But it's my turn to sing because things were in my personal life were so, so intense. Um, But I look back on that experience and I receive everything about it. There were like 300 plus people there. Uh, They experienced the joy of the Christmas music, which is what I wanted them to experience. Right. And I was able to learn so much about myself and my voice through that process. So that's the other thing I would say is do it. I would say, do it. Yeah. (laughs) Do it. Love that. And then just, and celebrate. If there are 15 people there, there are 15 people there. And that is fabulous because those 15 more people that were there and that were affected than would have been if you had not, had not done it at all. Success is not what we, um, is, is not what the world has made it to look out look to be. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard that like, you know, emotions have frequencies. So emotions hold a frequency and they can actually like detect that you're emotional. They're like, you can actually measure frequencies of emotion. And one of the things I've also learned though, is that if somebody's up here, if they're really, really happy and somebody is really low down here and they're coming together and having lunch and one person is like, I am so excited. And the other person is like, I am so low. Um, and they come together to, to support each other in their lives, you know. Um, how, so my thought, sorry, this is my thought, is that how do they maintain their emotion without sinking to the depression mm. or feeling Cause I feel like sometimes the result of feeling depressed when somebody's like super happy is that you're almost jealous. Like, Oh, why are they so happy? Like, or why, you know, why is everything 
going right for them or whatever. Yeah. There's other emotions inside that. But that's really not my question. Well, my question was, is that here is the emotion. So if the emotion is depression and then there's this happiness that's like way up here, wouldn't it be most effective to just move like up the ladder, like to the next emotion and try to get up to like one more rung up? So instead of like depression, maybe it's anger. <laughs> that's actually like a step up. Do you yep. see what I mean? Yes, that is, that is exactly right. I think that, um, and I've heard a lot of people say, if you're depressed, listen to happy music. And that is like the worst thing, honestly, the worst thing that you can do. Um, because then you're trying to, again, force yourself to be in a place where you're just not. When you do that, you're not listening to yourself. And you will only take so much of not listening to yourself before you just like shut the door altogether, you know? Um, so yeah, the best thing that you can do is, is to take those steps. So when I'm feeling like really sad, I don't turn on my happy playlist. I turn on my tender playlist and I listen to the songs that are at the vibration that I am currently at. And, and I'm serious. It probably only takes two or three songs at the most because then I validated what I'm experiencing. Um, and, and as soon as that's validated, then I can like let the um, movement, I can allow myself to move out of that space. Um, for things that are super heavy, like depression and um, um, experiences that are really traumatic, I, I remember going through some experiences that were really, really traumatic and that were like the trial of my life. You know, everybody has the trial of their life, right? And I'm in this space and um, brave, like Sarah Bareilles is brave. I want to see you be brave. You know, that song is on and this is my fight song. Those two songs were really, really big at the time. And so I'd go into the basement of my house and I would like sing, shout, this is my fight song because it was really giving me, it was empowering me to fight for my life and to fight for my right to be where I was at and to say what I needed to say. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, so that really helps. So being at that, like validate where you're at. And then once you've done that, that's when you can then take the step up to be somewhere where you would like to be and just let it be incremental. That's why my tender playlist has got, I don't know, a lot of songs on it because there's a wide variety of feelings in that tenderness. And I can use that playlist to be like, okay, I'm here. I'm low, like really low. And I just validated where my lowness is at. And now I want to step up just a little bit. And there's a song on the playlist, of course, that is just above where I'm at. So then I can just be like, okay, it's just like a small step up. And I can do that. And now I can be in this space for a few songs and then I can move up a little bit more and then I can be in that space maybe for a day or two. That's a great bit of wisdom right there. Remember guys, we can make our own tender playlists right here <laughs> and allow ourselves to fill our emotions, but also raise the frequency. Thank you so much. You're amazing. Tell us how we can reach you. How do we get a hold of you? So I'm on Facebook, Seidel Schultz. I have a Facebook group, Sing Your Soul with Seidel Schultz. How fabulous is 
best in your soul. Um, and then my Instagram, <laughs> sing your soul girl with the underscores in between each word. Um, my website is enjoyingyourvoice.vipmembervault.com. So you can go there as well and, and find all I've got some fun group things and some free stuff and some other things on there that are so fun. 